0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 299th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ, and with me today, I have Will.
1: To answer everyone's questions before you ask, I am up to 45 resets, soft resets.
0: What are you going for, Cyndaquil?
1: Still going for that shiny Cyndaquil, yep. All right, right. good luck.
0: All the way from across the pond, as they say in Europe, is Al. Yes, we do. It's a very
2: big pond. I don't know why we say pond. Ponds are <laughs> quite small, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I would say so.
1: Depends on your perspective.
3: But that's the joke, isn't it? Like, it's just a pond away. There, <laughs> there is no
1: p- humour <laughs> in Europe.
3: But
2: also, ponds tend to be mostly enclosed, other than uh, an ingoing and outgoing river or two, whereas that's not the case with the ocean. I suppose, yeah. I think I'm sucking all the fun out of that, sorry.
0: No, that's fine. It's fine. We we expect it here. um, That's mean. I didn't even say it that time. Wow. Uh, Rochelle is also here. I
3: am. I'm back. I bet everybody missed me. What was it, two weeks? Yeah, just two
0: weeks for both of you, I think.
3: Ten trillion weeks it's been. And let me tell you, in that time, I have gone through such a rabbit hole on Bulbapedia.
0: I don't know what kind of rabbit hole it would be like what what's okay let's let's back up what started what started this
3: Okay so what what started this is that for very important fan fiction research purposes I was reading the page on Lieutenant Surge and then somehow I ended up in like reading every page on every region and then I discovered like apparently it's a thing that like there's this idea that all of the regions except for alola are part of like one singular gigantic pokemon nation <laughs> and like i don't know
1: <laughs> even unova
3: yeah even unova Weird. and kalos Weird. which like i i don't agree with that theory i think the support for it is very flimsy cuz basically the entire argument is that it's literally entirely based on the fact that there is a national Pokedex called the National Pokedex, and that Alola is the only region without a national Pokedex, and therefore it's not part of the singular nation that all of these regions belong to. And I think that's silly, but Talk to about each their own. <laughs> right? Es-
2: especially as the, the problem is, do you know what the word nation actually means? It's different from what we think in many ways. Like We, we generally think of a nation as being a sovereign state. Um, obviously, it's confusing because I'm talking to three Americans here who all have states within their sovereign state. But <laughs> a nation is just a collection of people who have a shared history, uh, region, or culture. And so nation doesn't mean that they're all part of one
1: country. But it could mean that they're all part of one region, which is what the... The Bulbapedia theory was postulating, and now you've just given it more proof and strength.
0: Was this its own page? Not that this matters that much because it's just a theory. Or was it like a page of other theories?
3: Okay, so what it is is that Bulbapedia literally has a page that is, I think it's called like Pokemon Nation or something. I can look it up because I can actually use Bulbapedia since I was finally able to log in and I don't get all those ads. Yeah, there's actually a page that is titled Pokemon Nation, which is, quote, Pokemon Nation is an unnamed nation and the setting for the Pokemon games of Generation 1 through 4 since it has not been officially confirmed that Unova, Kalos, or Alola are part of the same nation. And then it has, like, 15 paragraphs, and then further down, it basically just explains all the things I said, and it kind of lays out like, well, here are the ones we know for sure could be one region, and here's the ones we don't know, but some people think they are anyway. Hmm. So, and that's only one of the rabbit holes I went down. The more important one, which is the one I actually wanted to talk about, is that have you ever thought about how we don't know the given name? for most of the professors.
0: Their first name?
3: Not...
1: The first name, yeah. yeah.
3: So, like, we have Samuel Oak. Yeah. And... Isn't it, is it like, Terry
0: name? Elm or something like that?
3: I don't know. Because his name's not on the Bulbapedia page. Literally, Oak, Juniper, and Sycamore are the only ones with easily accessible given first names. And, like... I even tried to find Kukui's. I even like went to the Anna. No, nothing. Tried to find Everybody's. Nothing. Um, on the whole page in Bulbapedia of like, here are Pokemon professors, not just from the main games, but from every game ever. There's like twenty eight professors or doctors, and seven of them have first names, and two of them are Oaks, and two of them are Junipers. So,
0: well, when you're trying to screw over the nation of Alola. You can't give <laughs> your first name <laughs> very clear. Can I
2: just pick up on one thing? The term National Pokedex, although it's not used in Sun and Moon or Ultra Sun and Moon, it is used on the website for the Pokemon Bank Pokedex, referring to it as the National Pokedex, and that does include Alola- Alolan Pokemon. So although you don't get it in-game... Alolan Pokemon are officially part of the national decks, according to the official website.
3: It's a silly theory, and I don't like it.
1: (laughs) I think that's mostly just like the RBS having branches in New York City, and then claiming that they're like, you know, a national bank. Well, a royal bank, but either way.
0: Uh, But speaking of inefficient, we got some Pokemon news. Uh, the, uh, the first bit of news here is Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon updated to version 1.2. says in this update they're adding 30 new Pokemon from the Sinnoh region and, uh, an extra island. Wait, it, they're doing none of that. Uh, all it's doing <laughs> is fixing four moves, Curse, String Shot, cur- Forest Cursed, and Power Trick. They may now be used in the video game championships once again. These moves were temporarily banned due to a bug causing game crash in Link Battles and was believed to be related to these moves. An internet connection is required to download these updates. When opening the game after downloading, it is it will be applied to the game. After downloading the update, any battle videos a player saved up till now cannot be played or made public. That battle video line has been a thing for every single update. The update ruins your battle videos. I don't know why. I don't know if people care. I'm sure people do care, obviously.
1: Yeah, I just think it's a way that the battle videos are programmed and how moves are reproduced in the battle video. Like, I mean, honestly, it's not as if there's somebody with a video camera recording the battle, it may just be recording like lines of, this move was used, this move was used, this was the amount of the effect, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, so that if a particular move was causing crashes, once you hit that line in the battle video, it could potentially cause that crash. So they're like, uh, no, we just have to wipe and re- redo the slate. I was but this, this was update like, fixes save. that crash, though, doesn't it? Well, so... Then, what if it's updating the actual programming for that move so that if you were running a battle video, that's like it, it can't reproduce the old version of the move because that move has now been instantiated with a new version?
2: Yeah, I would. I mean, okay, I think we're getting probably too detailed into this, but I, I would imagine that they're not storing the entire move object and exactly what it would do, but rather a reference to.
1: No, no, exactly. So so if you're now referencing the new version of the move, then the battle video is invalidated because it can't reproduce what the actual previous battle video was.
2: Well, no, because the move should still have the same name. It's just what it actually implements yeah. that it should change. It shouldn't. We've got too many programmers on this. Uh...
0: <laughs> no, no, I see, I, see, I see both sides of the argument, but also this has been happening since what X and Y, maybe even black and white. I don't remember if Black and White had an update at any point, but like, they have not fixed this in how many generations?
2: Yeah, there's probably something deep down in code that they've been using all these versions because they can keep just porting the same code that no one has cared enough to fix because there's so many other things they want to do. And that's fine because, you know, we know that not everything can be fixed, not all bugs should be fixed, and they're focusing on getting more games out rather than fixing Bugs. In fact, if we think about since uh, updates for games on Pokemon games came out, which would have been X and Y, we've had basically the only things I can think of that are bug fixes is they had that one in X and Y that was when you saved in Lumio City, it crashed. They fixed that one. And other than that, I think it's all just VGC stuff.
1: Yeah, they uh, did not do bug fixes for Black and White and Black and White 2 because throughout that entire uh, generation, you could not use Skydrop, which was a broken move Oh yeah, for, for yeah, both yeah. versions.
2: I, I think it, was a, it would be a lot harder to get an update out for the DS, though, because I don't think... Could you do patches for um, cartridges on the DS? I know you could download games on the DS, but I don't think you could do patches for cartridges.
0: I was thinking black show. and white, too, because it used something with the DSi features, but I don't even remember what those features were. Didn't it have one specific D- at DSi feature that I thought, like, oh, this, I don't even remember. I-, I Will would be the one who loves black and white over here, but.
1: Yeah, but I never had a DSi, so. Oh, okay,
0: okay. No. Not, and, not and a true white... Gen 5 fan.
1: Either way, Black and White, Black and White (laughs) 2 could run all the way back to the original 2DS. So they couldn't have done something that was only available for DSi because it wouldn't be available to people (laughs) playing it on the first DS system. They
2: they did have DSi specific features, but you didn't have to have a DSi to run. So it just disabled those features. I can't remember what they were, but also I wouldn't say 2DS because that's now a new thing. Oh, yeah. Just
1: DS. To the original DS.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I guess it's fine that they are updating this. I don't know how out of, you know, 22 years, StringShot breaks or, or causes the game to break, but that um, that's all. You're, that's a, you're all a programmer.
2: Fine. You know that stupid things happen without you. Yeah, know, yeah, long... that's
0: true. I, I, I anticipate the game where the day I anticipate the day where we get a Pokemon update to a game that is more than just fixing string shot. One one day that will arrive.
1: <laughs> so you want Pokemon DLC. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't mind or like
1: How much are we paying for that? $5, $10, $15, $20? I would
0: I would pay 4.99 for like 20 more outfits to be added into the game so I could accessorize my character. Purely cosmetic. But I would, I would, I would, uh, I would support that cause.
1: You, you would pay four ninety nine for five pairs of socks. You are a madman.
0: Look, if I if I like a game that much, I understand that it takes time to uh, make digital socks or uh, you know digital shorts. I want to, I want to pay for that time, and I, I want my character to look good. When my character looks good, will I feel good?
1: Well, you know what doesn't look good? When your character's wearing that awful, awful, ugly gi, and it's like the only way to prove that you have a complete Pokedex, and...
0: You talking about the karate outfit?
1: Yes. (laughs) It's called the gi, karate gi. Uh, I'm not going to go down that rant hole, but boy, oh boy, that is just so disappointing. It's like, oh, look, you you succeeded at the game. Let me give you the same ratty clothes that I like to hang out in.
3: (laughs) At least you guys get to be ratty clothes... Karate masters, uh, us girls just get to be nurses, as girls are supposed to, I guess.
0: Wait, so. you don't That's get right. the gi? No, they get Nurse
1: nope, Joy. We get a, oh, yep. Wow, I'm writing an angry letter right now.
0: See, I would rather have Nurse Joy. I've talked to a lot of girls that would rather have the karate outfit. I would rather have the Nurse Joy outfit.
2: It's almost is- like restricting these things based on the gender that you choose in game is pointless.
0: It is. Let me
3: wear whatever clothes I want.
0: Yeah, let me accessorize. Also, we've said this before, but the girl outfits in Pokemon Sun and Moon are way better than the guys. Fact. And there's
2: me just sitting in the corner going, I don't really care. <laughs> I, just, I just choose the first uh, black top, black shorts, black shoes, and, and never think about them ever again.
1: So you do care because you didn't pick the blue or the green versions.
2: All right, fine, I care. I want some black <laughs> clothes, but I don't care what those clothes are as long as they're black.
0: Okay. All right. Alright, we got we got some Pokemon Go news here. Uh quite a bit, actually. I'll try to get through it quickly. Uh let's start with the let's start with everyone's favorite topic. EX Raid Passes. <laughs> this was on February seventh. Uh off Niantic's website, PokemonGoLive.com. It is actually Niantic, you wouldn't, you would be surprised. There are official places to read Pokemon Go news. That is not Silk Road or the various amount of YouTubers re uh, re regurgitating that. Not that we don't do that. We're definitely re regurgitating news, but there are official places for this. But this is off Niantic's website. With the latest batch of EX Raid Pass invites, we implemented a few changes to improve trainer and gym selection. Unfortunately, a bug was introduced when these changes were made, and as a result, some trainers were invited to participate in EX raid battles at gyms they may not have visited in several months. This bug has already been resolved, and, the, and future invites will, be, will better represent how the updated invitation process intended to function. More importantly, trainers will only receive the invitation if they've completed a raid battle at a gym recently. We've also made a couple changes that will impact the invitation process. First, we made a change to the way gyms are selected. While the EX raid battles will continue to take place in parks and sponsored locations, the number of gyms that meet the necessary criteria for an EX raid battle will increase. Additionally, the average number of trainers invited per gym will also rise. We've made a few tweaks to the ways that they are selected. Thanks to these two changes... More trainers will have the opportunity to engage with the EX Raid Battle feature. The quality of the EX Raid Battle at, uh, at these locations should also to improve. To start, trainers will have trainers will have with a high-level gym badge are now even more likely to receive an invitation for an EX Raid Battle at this location. Similarly, trainers who complete more raid battles at any location. ...with the week before an EX Raid Battle invite are sent... ...will now have a greater chance of being selected. We appreciate the feedback many of you have shared over the past several weeks... ...and we apologize for any frustration in the latest batch of invitations may have caused. We are consistently monitoring feedback shared on various social media and support channels. Please continue to share your thoughts... On your preferred channel as we continue to fine-tune this feature. The Pokemon Go team. I think Al fell under the the invite of getting an invite to a gym that you were not at for several weeks. Yes.
2: Can I tell you a story about this? I've got a dramatic retelling of (laughs) the events, if you're up for that.
0: I am, I am. All right.
2: So recently I've been increasing the number of times I've been raiding. I'm trying to do at least one raid a day because obviously the important thing is raiding lots and the locations the EX raids have been at. And as mentioned before, I haven't had an EX raid pass until this one. And one morning I logged into... I can't remember what day it was. I logged on to Pokemon Go for a day of some Pokemon Go fun. And lo and behold what pops up on my screen but an EX raid invitation I was over the moon This is great I can't wait until this happens So let me have a look I open up the EX raid and it turns out that this EX raid is happening on the Isle of Man which <laughs> if you don't know if you don't know the British Isles geography the Isle of Man is an island in the middle of the Irish Sea between Great Britain, and the island of Ireland. I have two options to travel there. One of which is to get on a plane from Edinburgh Airport. It is a direct flight, and it is a very short flight. It's about uh, an hour, 15 minutes, something like that. It's quite a short flight. However, um, they are not cheap, because there's only one airline that does it. And so, if I were to fly there, uh, it would cost me £135. Or squid. and. it would take out my entire weekend because of the time that it was. I would have to get on a plane on the Saturday morning and get a plane back on the Sunday evening. There is a second option for me getting there, however, and that involves driving eight hours and then getting on a ferry for four. So I wasn't doing that either. I, I have since, however, this is uh, interesting information, if you haven't, if you know, if you have got one of these invites. I emailed Niantic about this and they responded with sending me five raid passes, uh, premium raid passes. They won't change where your EX raid is for, but they will give you some some free passes if you've got one of these very, very disappointing EX raid passes.
0: I have so many thoughts. <laughs> I have I have Mewtwo, so it's hard for me to like say if I would travel twelve hours Wait, how much is the boat? How much is the boat ride? How much it's, is the boat? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's uh it varies. Um probably in the winter you're probably looking at about oh if I was taking the car, it'd be more expensive, but if it was just a foot passenger, you're probably talking fifty to seventy pounds.
3: For American listeners, the plane ride is $185 and the ferry ride is a minimum seventy dollars.
0: 12 hours. So let's say we go the cheaper route, which is 12 hours of your time. Plus, well, you're not
1: calculating the gas, sir.
0: Plus, okay, well, $10 in gas. Uh, okay, he said eight hours. It takes me eight hours to get to Minnesota. Uh, that is $40 one way. Yep. Eight, okay, so it's probably better to get the plane. I don't think Mewtwo is worth almost $200 USD. <laughs> no. Heck no. Heck no. But now okay,
3: $200 so, an entire weekend? Like, but now I'm I,
0: thinking how much would I spend if I did not have a Mewtwo, and how much time would I travel, and how much money would I spend in this situation? Because even if you do the EX raid, you're not guaranteed Mewtwo. Got that right.
1: How much does it cost for you to go to Chicago for a weekend?
0: Uh, for a weekend in gas, probably... Probably 15 bucks in gas uh, parking. Probably like I parked for free because I parked on the street, which is which is extremely hard. Um, but I don't know, like a parking garage for all day is like 30 bucks. So
1: there you go, $45. You $45, would go to Chicago if I you knew that you had chances from you too.
0: I would. So yeah, I would I would spend the 15 plus 35. So that's 50 bucks right there. And then what two, two hours to get there, two hours back. So about four hours of my time, 50 bucks. I would, yeah. I would do that for you too.
1: But, right, Indianapolis, which is what, 6 hours?
0: Yeah, but parking there is so much cheaper, but that's so much more gas. That's yeah, probably closer but- to $30 in gas one way, so $60 total.
1: Would you would you go to Indianapolis for you too?
0: If I had people to go with, maybe. Uh, that, was, uh, 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 but just you? Just me? No, no, no. I would go to Chicago you know. just me. I would not go I would not go Indiana just me.
1: Yeah, the cost is somewhere between Chicago and Indianapolis. (laughs) Probably closer to Chicago, because you lazy.
0: All right, second question, Al, is you contacted Niantic, and they got back to you quickly? This is shocking.
2: Yeah, actually. Um, Obviously, this is a big PR thing for them, so they're going to get back to you quickly. Um, I emailed on Friday evening my time, and I think I got the email Saturday evening, so about 24 hours, and it's during the weekend.
1: Yeah, my suspicion on that um I know that there is uh some decent I don't necessarily want to call it AI but I would say intelligence be- behind interpreting email uh text that comes in um that Google can provide. My suspicion may be that if they pick up on some keywords uh like raid pass location not convenient it's it's automatically doing an automatic like support response that just has to be quickly reviewed by a human, uh, but not actually function... There's no human function that needs to require be done other than saying, yes, this is an appropriate response to this person's complaint, send.
2: Yeah, I mean, the I had seen someone else do the same thing and read their email, and it was basically the same content that I got back. You're, you're probably right there. And just an update on prices, I've just double-checked. If it were for last... If it's for next weekend, it would the ferry would cost me fifty eight pounds, but that's both journeys. So just fifty eight pounds. Um but then obviously I have to drive and that would cost me about forty pounds each way. So it actually would end up being cheaper to get the plane.
0: Jeez. <sighs> when you when you posted in Slack that you had a Mewtwo invite and that you were debating about going, I didn't realise that the actual invite was at the time, I didn't realize, on a, an actual island. <laughs> <laughs> which is another country, might I add. It's not like it's an
2: island in Scotland, right? If it had been, say, the Isle of Arran, I probably would have gone. But this is the Isle of Man, which is a, a different country.
0: All right, we got a little bit more Pokemon Go news here. Uh This one is... I guess I can close that, because uh, it's the same news twice. Uh This was the day after the EX Raid Pass fiasco, even though I don't think it was. That big of a deal, and it was very nice for Niantic to give you guys passes for the mistake. Hopefully, whatever, what they said in there, they have expanded it, they've fixed some changes, people should get more invites. I hope that is actually true. Uh, I'm pretty much down to like one raid a week, just based on my schedule, and I have not gotten an EX raid pass since the uh, beta period ended for me, but it's fine. I'm not I'm not looking to get Mewtwo at this point, but I guess if I wanted to, I could probably easily do one raid a day. Uh, but this next bit of news is off Niantic's website as well. Discover Rayquaza and more original Pokémon from the Hoenn region. Trainers, prepare for an exciting prepare for exciting new adventures as you encounter even more Pokémon originally discovered in the Hoenn region on February 9th, alongside f- several flying and dragon type Pokémon. Appearing in Pokemon Go for the first time, the legendary Pokemon Rayquaza will descend from the Ozone layer and become available in raid battles for a limited time. In Celebration, Pokemon originally discovered in the Hoenn region will now take over the wild encounters until February 13th. Don't miss this unique opportunity to catch powerful Pokemon such as Salamence, Altaria, Metagross, and more. Legendary Pokemon Rayquaza will also be appearing in raid battles in gyms near you until March 16th. You will also have the chance to battle the legendary water-type Pokemon Koger before it swims away on February 14th. I know, it's Kyogre. Uh, you Will you be the first to catch all three ancient legendary Pokemon originally discovered in the Hoenn region? Even more surprises await. In addition to these Pokemon being available in the wild for the first time, you might be able to to see some different Pokemon in raid battles at gyms nearby near near your gym and hatch from eggs. With all these new Pokemon to catch and power up, it's important to stock up on supplies, aka Give Us Money. Starting on February 9th with new special boxes which will include raid passes, incubators, and star pieces, which will be available in the game. Uh, store until february 23rd in addition lure modules will remain active for six hours until february 23rd these items will be perfect aids in your pokemon go adventure there are um more gen 3 pokemon being added uh i think at this point we're only missing just a couple gen 3 pokemon but uh I don't. I know. I know. Al is up on Pokemon Go. Uh, I don't know Will if you've been playing. I know uh, Rochelle does not play that often, but I'm sure her coworker has things to say.
3: My coworker is very excited to catch the mythical Silly String McGummy Mouth Pokemon. So
0: <laughs> the ones she don't doesn't know about until they appear.
3: <laughs> she, yeah, basically. She saw news about it because her daughter keeps up on the news, and she literally came in and was like, "Did you know there's going to be a new Pokemon in raids? This like, I don't know. It looks like Silly String, and I'm like, you're right. That Pokemon is Silly String. That's oh my its gosh. name.
1: Uh, I uh, I just correct my coworkers' mispronunciations of Pokemon names when he comes in to say, I heard that uh, they're having they're adding Rayquaza to the raids, and I just turn and say, it's Rayquaza. Please, sir,
3: <laughs>
1: Rayquaza.
3: Normally, I do tell my coworker the names of the Pokemon she's talking about, but in this particular case, as m- members of the Slack will know, I have always called Rayquaza Silly String, MCGummy Mouse, and then <laughs> the whatever the fancy updated extra magical look i'm my mind is on z moves and i know it's not the z move but like the fancy whatever oh man mega 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 okay i'm an adult who knows pokemon the mega rayquaza is just silly string McNoodle noodle face so
0: uh-huh. i hear I, I i feel you
3: I. <laughs> silly string McNoodle noodle face and so she called it silly string and i'm like you're right that is the name of that pokemon <laughs> Because I have always called it that. And also, trivia fact, Rayquaza is kind of a jerk in that movie that it's in.
0: Uh he's a big old jerk. Yeah. But that movie has munchlax, and munchlax is adorable.
3: I mean I'll give I'll give you that.
0: <laughs> so I have uh I have a image of all the Pokemon in front of me in in Pokemon Go currently and the ones that are not. I, I think this is interesting. But uh so, I think it's more interesting of the Pokemon that are not currently available in Pokemon Go. I, before, I, before we go over which Pokemon are and are not available, overall, do you guys like the slow rollout? This is, what, the third or fourth time they've rolled out uh, Hoenn Pokemon? I know there are more than 100 compared to Gen 2, which I think all dropped at once, but do you guys prefer this instead?
1: So, I think what I've noticed is that it is keeping people engaged more. Right? That they're not getting everything that they can as quickly as possible. And then it's like, well, I'm putting Pokemon Go away until the next time they release something. They're like, they are also slowing down and collecting things as they go.
2: Yeah. I think that's the reason I I like it as well. And I should note, Gen 2 wasn't completely released at once. The babies came first. And then a few months later, the rest came out.
0: That's true. Um, But they were eggs only, right?
2: They were eggs only, yeah. Which obviously makes it more difficult to get them because you have to keep hatching eggs and walking but I do like how they're doing it slowly because as Will said there's no kind of real lows. Um, I still hadn't caught all of the last wave when this one came out which is fine. I'd rather there was an overlap than there was a period of time where I was like oh great I've got everything. It also allows me to restock back up on the pineapple berries which always go quickly when there's a new batch and yeah, it means there's not really a kind of rush when it's like, oh, now you can see everyone playing Pokemon Go all the time, and then, oh, there's no one playing. So it kind of keeps people coming to raids and stuff like that as well when you've got the legendaries coming every month or so as well, which I, I quite like.
1: Uh, what exactly does a pineapple berry do? It uh, uh, So that
2: doubles your candy
1: that you get. And with, that, uh,
2: with the Swablu and Alteria needing 400 to evolve it, I've been using them all up this weekend.
0: Yeah, I have like 200 Altaria candy in just in one day just because I've been pinnapping them, all of them. And at least for me, they've been spawning in clusters. They're pretty easy to find. But there are, um, there's some Pokemon missing from Pokemon Go at this point. And those Pokemon are, uh, ni- I'm, I'm, I might say some of these wrong, of course. I will correct that in the future. I've been working very hard to say Pokemon names correctly. But, uh, Nincada, Ninjask, and Sheninja... Are currently not available
2: and I can tell you why that isn't because they've not figured out the evolution mechanics yet
0: <laughs> I would yeah, I assume that is uh, that is the case uh, I'm pretty sure uh, so uh, Al uh, have you seen Volbeat around it's the I the have one caught with the a Volbeat re- yes okay so I mean, uh, should, do
2: you guys have enemies I guess we
0: and- do yes so if you're curious where Volbeat is it is in Europe and uh, Russia and Illuminese is in the Americas and South Americas. Uh, Spinda is not available, unfortunately.
2: That's Tork- probably because of the patterns.
0: Oh, yeah, you're probably right. Torkoal, it looks like, is available only in India, which I think is great for them. They actually have their own region, regional Pokemon, uh, which is very cool. Uh, it looks like Lunatone and Solrock have the same um, restrictions as Volbeat and Illumines. Lumies, except they're also based on time and day, uh, which I think America gets Solrock and Europe gets uh, Lunatone. I'm curious if these these Volbeat, Illumis, Lunatone, Solrock, they'll have the same thing as Saviper and Zangoose where it will eventually switch, which I think is a great, I think that's a great way to do things. Hecleon is also not available. Tropius is available, but only in Africa which is again great that Africa has its own um its own pokemon. Relicanth is available but only in um some island. I'm not sure what island it is. This map doesn't really show close, but it is it is an island. The Philippines maybe, New Zealand, I don't know. It's too, it, it just it's an image of two islands. I it, the, it's very small on the map.
2: Sorry, sorry. You're not sure whether it's the Philippines or New Zealand. Yeah, they're, they're very, very similar. Different. They're very
0: <laughs> similar. <laughs> Madag- Madagascar maybe? I'm not I'm not on Is it the
1: northern sure. hemisphere or the southern hemisphere? It Madagascar is only one island.
0: It doesn't show. It Does not show. Uh,
1: probably New Zealand then cuz New Zealand is most definitely two main
0: islands. All right. Oh, okay. Also clam pearl huntail gorbis not available. Probably have to do with the evolutionary, uh, items. And then finally, Regirock, Regice, which I verified, that's how you say it. Registeel, Latias and Latios, Drachi and Deoxys are not available either. So really, I think, uh, besides, you know, the Sheninja line and the Gorb, the Clam line, Spinda and Kecleon are like the Delibird and Smeargle of this generation, I guess. Just don't know how to, Debut them.
2: Yeah, I wonder whether Kecleon is. They want to do something with the changing colors and stuff, and so they've just not figured that out yet. I always like well, to figure out why it is they've not added them, because it's normally when there's only a few left, it's technical reasons or event reasons.
1: It's not, the, yeah, I mean, it's the changing of the type, right? Because that's just not built into Pokemon but, Go.
2: But it is already, because we've got um, Cast Form, which changes type now.
0: Yeah, now You can argue it's weather. been done
2: badly because it doesn't work half the time, but it does, uh, it does change type.
0: Yeah, cast form mm. didn't work for me. It was clearly snowing, so I should have gotten a snow cast form. But I think the issue is, this is what I think, Al, is it spawned before it started snowing. Yeah. But when I got there and I encountered it, it was already snowing in the game. But because yeah. it spawned before the weather effect took place, it did not know how to change into the icy... Yeah, that's um,
2: my theory as well.
1: Um, I have a question on cast form. If you catch, let's say, you catch the ice cast form. <laughs> it doesn't change. And then it, it doesn't, asking. right? <laughs> no. So so that's the problem with Kecleon. Kecleon has to change. It has well, to change. Yeah. Otherwise, it can't be just whatever type you catch it on. That, oh, that's of course, because it changes type. in
2: battle, doesn't it? Y- yeah. That's its point.
1: So that's, mm. that's what has to happen. And now I'm okay. hungry for Indian food. And wow.
2: Yeah. Okay. I see what you mean. So, cast form, although it can be different types, that is not real time changing. Whereas Kecleon in battle needs to change when it uses a move. Is it when it uses a move or when it's hit? When by it him?
1: when it's hit by a
2: move. When it's hit. Oh, yeah.
0: God. I have no clue how they would do that. They figured out Slack Slack King though, which is it does not have a what is it called? Not the charge attack, the quick quick attack, the whatever the tapping one is. Slacking doesn't actually have a move, but it does have a charge move. So that's supposed to be to represent its, um, slow start or what I know slow start is Regigigas. I can't remember what slack off, slack off. off, Yeah. yeah.
2: How does, how does that work then? How do you get a charge if you can't, if you don't have a quick move to use?
0: You just tap until the charge fills up, but you're doing zero damage, um, until it charges. Horrible. I remember a bunch of Pokemon YouTubers on Twitter was like, oh, my God, Slack King is going to be super OP, even though it doesn't have a move. It does so much damage. It has so much health. And I was like, none of you guys have played the main series game like this also seems good (laughs) on paper in the main series game. But it's not. I promise you it's not going to be this Pokemon Go revolutionary thing you're thinking of. And it's not it. You're just you're better. I think realistically, you're better off using like a Blissey, even though Blissey does the damage of a Pidgey it does it can consistently do damage <laughs>
2: yeah slacking just doesn't have enough hp it would need more hp to actually be
0: useful yeah i, re- I remember them them speculating about how slacking would be amazing because of the amount of damage it can do when it can finally do damage but you're just wasting too much time building that meter which is like it's like i said it's exactly like the video game like you would think people have made slacking work but it's not as great as it seems on paper uh, one more bit of Pokemon Go news. Sorry, so much Pokemon Go news this week. This is specifically for Europe people, so I guess this would apply to you, Al. I'm listening. Uh, Pokemon Go fun and festivities at Unibail oh. Ro- Rodmaco <laughs> shopping centers in February. That's the the hit uh, malls that you guys have, right?
2: Yeah, I just remembered what news this is. It it's not in in the UK, sadly, uh,
0: well, or for- Ireland.
2: I should I should. They don't. Ireland don't get it either. It's just continental Europe.
0: Is it cheaper to fly to Germany, <laughs> Paris, Denmark, <laughs> Sweden, than it is to fly to the island of man?
2: <laughs> I mean, it's it certainly can be quicker. Getting to Copenhagen, for example, is only just over an hour on the plane. I'm not sure it's cheaper, though.
0: Trainers in Europe will get an extra treat throughout February, thanks to the mall, I cannot say. Until February 26, all 58 uh, Uniball Pokemon Go shopping center locations across Europe will activate lure modules at the Pokestops from their shopping centers from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. local time. On top of that, the following shopping centers will host special accommodations for the trainers searching for Dratini on Community Day, which is February 24th. Mall of Scandinavia in Sweden, the uh, Frisco TV in Denmark. The Centro in uh, Oberhausen, Germany. Uh, Les Temps in Paris, France. The Confluence in Loin, France. Uh, the Mascarina in Barcelona, Spain. The Hoffem- That's the Macarena? Macarena. Okay. I see, hey, I see. Macarena. <laughs> the uh, Hofembril in Lépez, Germany. The Woklavia in Wachla, po- Poland. And, That's Waukesha.
1: Okay. Waukesha, and, Poland.
0: Uh, and the uh, Centrium Selye Most in Prague, uh, Chess Republic. These uh, chest. <laughs> chest. <laughs> <laughs> These uh, shopping centers will continue oh, to activate learn <laughs> modules alongside exclusive team lounges and special giveaways for your trainers. Visit your local shopping center's Facebook page for more information. Uh, Stay safe and happy exploring. This is my
3: favorite section of news.
0: The old uh, Czech Republic. (laughs) Is it Czech? Czech Republic, right? Czech. Yeah. Neat. (laughs) There you go. Enjoy Europe. For those
3: listeners who are wondering, Relicanth is indeed New Zealand exclusive. And I believe the pronunciation is Illumise.
0: Okay. Last bit of news is Pokemon Center has been updated with some new items. Uh, they've been uh, updating uh, a little bit frequently, and uh, we've, we fell behind on this. But uh, there are the Oricorio plushes that are now available, uh, which I always find interesting what Pokemon they decide to give plushes or not plushes. But uh, if you're interested, they have ballet style, pom-pom style. Hawaii style and Sensu style. Uh, If you uh, want to stock up on these birds, I don't know. Do do kids like the birds? Is is this a thing? Am I just missing out?
3: No, Oricorio is great,
0: fan favorite. Okay, all right. Don't. don't, Are you
1: asking if kids like stuffed animals?
0: No, I'm just like like I'm always curious of what new Pokemon kids seem to gravitate to. Obviously, Lucario was one in the past. Charizard, P- you know, Pikachu. Rockruff. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think kids like Rockruff. M- Mimikyu, everyone likes Mimikyu.
1: Everyone loves Mimikyu.
0: Uh, just a little bit ago, they released a marrow plush, a Centret plush, a Furret plush, and a Whooper plush. Uh, this was around time Crystal launched, which I don't think Centret is cool enough for its own plush, but uh, it got one, I guess. Centret is great. He's okay.
3: I, I just don't it's, know if it's no
2: Zigzagoon.
0: Yeah, I would say Zigzagoon is Centred better.
3: is adorable. I, I just, I just, they're
0: all
1: adorable, Rochelle. I think they're, they're are all adorable. I, this, is, this is my thing. Better and Gen this 2
3: Pokemon. Ever since I first started listening to this podcast, we're just like, every Pokemon that I deeply love and appreciate, Steve has always been like, Eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like...
2: The thing I like about Oricorio is that there's one for everyone. Because there are four different ones and, you know, you might prefer the pom-pom one. Did you really say there was one called Hawaii?
0: Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, the
3: it called, one. It's called oh, okay. Hua, uh, which is... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the word comes from the, the skirts that they wear.
1: Uh, mm, I don't know. I'm not or sure. I'm
3: I'm pretty sure Did I
1: did I mention the secret of, of the um of the the Oricorio's uh color? I think i am I'm sure I've said it before.
3: Oh uh, I don't I'm getting I think I don't. islands. Say it again.
1: Each of the island names in Alola is a Hawaiian word for a color and the Oricorio on that island matches so mele mele means yellow, and it's a yellow yes. or a choreo.
3: What?
2: Which, that is so pleasing.
0: Gen
3: 1 yes, which, confirmed
0: okay. colors.
3: No, does <laughs> no one, ugh, no one remembers this. When we were first getting information before we got sun and moon, and they were very slowly like, this is the name of the second island. And I was so excited because I have very, very limited hawaiian language skills but i recognized that these were colors and i was so excited i was like they're colors and they match types guys and every time it would happen i would go into slack and be so excited and everyone would be like yeah someone on the internet already said that you're not original and i was like but i knew that i was so excited how
0: dare the internet beat you to information
3: just because i work at night and wake up eight <laughs> hours after everybody
0: else i don't ever remember you saying that the islands were based off Colors, maybe oh, you yeah, said that yeah. Slack. pony
1: means purple, and uh oh, now I'm going to get these all mixed up. I think Ula Ula is red and Akala is pink.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. When are they going to release unknown plush? I believe that's the official pronunciation. I had to look it up the other day because we were talking about unknown. When are they going to release the entire alphabet in plush form so I can spend how much is a plush usually twelve ninety nine twelve ninety nine times. Twenty-eight. That's way too much money, but I would I would want the yeah. entire alphabet. Just
1: Kickstarter for
0: that. Okay, good call. I'll start a GoFundMe. Twelve ninety-nine. GoFundMe. There you go. Times twenty-eight. Hey, they would get three hundred and sixty-three dollars from me if they did that. But free shipping, so that's a deal.
1: I mean, and I know you, and I know you spent three hundred and sixty-three dollars on worse decisions. <laughs> I have no money to spend. <laughs> this is also true.
0: All right. Speaking of no money, uh, let's take a quick break, uh, and then when we come back, we will do a couple emails and our Pokemon of the week, so we will be right back. I just woke up, it's 3 p.m., Woke up. It's uh, three p.m. It's okay. It's cool. It's three p.m. I just woke up. It's okay. It's cool. It's three p.m. Three p.m. It's okay. It's cool. I just woke up. And we are back from our break. We're going to do just a couple emails. Our new segment ran long. It was a lot of Pokemon Go, but that's all we got right now. Uh, But our emails will uh, get us off the Pokemon Go bandwagon here. And uh, then we'll do our Pokemon of the week afterwards. So we just got a couple emails. If you want to send in your email, you are more than welcome to sbj at pkmncast.com. Or you can go to Pokemon Podcast com and hit the contact button. Uh, first email here. Pick one that talks about Pokemon Go. All right. Good. I got one. <laughs> uh, this one is from Josh uh, to the ISE team. Hey, guys, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. My girlfriend and I always look forward to hearing you on our, our next pod. SBJ, you're my favorite. And my girlfriend loves Will. They have a mess of a lot in common. It's crazy.
3: Hmm. Uh, I've been listening well, to. Thank
0: you. I've been listening to about a year now. I'm happy to be a patron. Travis will always be missed, but Al is doing a fantastic job in his steed. Might have been
3: before Rochelle was on. It's okay. I'm not offended. We can keep going.
0: Uh, All right, good. Uh, Speaking of older episodes, I know this is late, but what happened to feature team? I think it was an awesome segment personally. Also, have you considered doing a wrestling podcast as a diehard Undertaker fan? and a wrestling fan in general. You'd have, to, you'd have a uh, consistent listener right here. Sorry for the long email. This is my first time writing in, and my thoughts have been building up. Anyways, best of love, luck with your job hunt. Uh, hopefully more people listening will decide to help you out. I'm looking forward to more episodes, and hopefully many more to come. Best of luck, Josh and Melissa. Will, were we still doing Feature Team when you were on?
1: Uh, yeah, for a little while. It kind of died out in the hundreds because the problem was uh, it It just takes a long time to research movesets and, you know, and to pick a team and, and like to actually do commentary. I, I mean, I actually believe like the first time you ever were not on an episode and you let Travis run the episode, the entire episode was just featured team. And it was like a two hour episode something like that <laughs> it just takes a lot of time and there i think in our fan base there's just probably more people who are not interested in competitive and are more interested in pokemon culture and society that that's a real turnoff for them once they get to like just listening to move sets and competitive analysis it's it's snooze button there
2: yeah, and the thing is there are plenty of places to get competitive information like that. I know that most of them aren't as interactive as that. You know, here's my team, tell me what you think about it. You know, let's be honest, if you want to be good in VGC, there are very limited teams that you can actually use and win.
0: Yeah, I that's a good point. I think we yeah, what it came down to is just the time and also like when we go when when we have a Pokemon Go Heavy Show, we get complaints that, you know, people don't play Pokemon Go and then when we do when we decide to talk about TCG every now once in a while, people are like, Oh, TCG, I hate the TCG. And then of course there are the people who uh complain when we talk about the anime <laughs> of like, oh, I don't watch the anime, I just I'm not interested in this. So uh it's hard to please anyone. I think uh when we when we started the podcast eight years ago, there weren't there weren't a plethora of other podcasts in iTunes, there was other Pokemon podcasts, of course. But there wasn't like a lot of competition. And now, uh, now you can go to iTunes or or Google Play or wherever and you can type in Pokemon and you'll, you'll easily get probably 60 plus different Pokemon podcasts, uh, in iTunes if you're, if you're dying for a different show. Uh, A lot of them are either on hiatus or they gave up after, you know, a dozen episodes or, Or there are specific shows, like if you want something that is only Pokemon Go, or if you want something that is only TCG, those definitely do exist. But we've we've fallen into the general. We all love Pokemon. We all love different aspects of Pokemon. Um, kind of category, and I think that's uh, that's clearly worked out for us. So, it I think it was a nice compromise to then do a specific move set for a Pokemon. When we did Pokemon of the Week, but even then we got complaints that that became stale for a lot of people as well, Uh, which I'm sure there were people that loved it. But when you run like a 90-minute show, which I'm really trying to keep these episodes under 90 minutes, I think that is the real sweet spot. Uh I think two hours is just a little bit too long, and some people like something slightly longer than an hour the only thing I could think of was not to put Pokemon of the week at the end, because then you're not only are you wrapping up the show with Pokemon week, but you're giving a lot of people something they're just not interested in, which is a move set, uh, near the end. And then they kind of start to tune out and you kind of want the ending of your show to be as strong uh, as the beginning of your show. But um, it's, you're in in no way you're ever going to make everyone happy. Um, when we do
1: have that really young listener who, you know, we're really doing them a disservice because we keep forgetting to say what the Pokemon of the week is at the beginning of the episode yes, before that's they true. fall
0: asleep. That's true. <laughs> it is in I'll the show that. notes, though. It is in the show notes, though. They could read.
1: I'm not certain that they know how to read yet. Okay. They may not be old that's enough.
0: Uh, they said maybe you should do a wrestling podcast. I've always wanted to. I mean, I'm a big wrestling fan, and wrestling is great because they provide you content every single week. Uh, it gives you something to talk about. Uh same thing with Pokemon. I think it's very hard to start a Pokemon podcast now. Uh there's just a lot of competition out there like I said. Just literally go to iTunes or wherever and type in just the word Pokemon in podcasts and you'll you'll have more than enough to go through. Uh wrestling is even more so. The wrestling podcast field is extremely competitive. There are a lot of people who maybe more so than Pokemon are like I love wrestling, my friends love wrestling, let's have a couple beers. Uh, let's sit around the table with a Blue Yeti and let's record our thoughts about The Undertaker and Kane and Roman Reigns and how much we hate him. And uh, People would love to listen to that, but the reality is people don't want to listen to that. People... uh, If I had more clout, I guess, or if I had people that did have more clout, I would probably do something like that, but uh, I would say that I have clout in the Pokemon world and I have a little bit of clout in the Monster Hunter world, but I have... Zero clout in the uh, wrestling world. So I don't think, I don't think my podcast would stand out in the area in iTunes where wrestling podcasts do stand out. And it's not, I don't know. It's not about, it's not about like getting a bunch of listeners and possibly making money off of it because I would still enjoy doing it. But I also know that market is saturated and I don't think I could do it better than some of the wrestling podcasts that are doing well. If that makes any sense.
1: I, I completely agree, right? Uh, Drive Check is coming up on episode 100, and there's only one other Cardfight Vanguard podcast out there, and I think people really underestimate how much work goes into making a weekly podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the hours. You can't literally, no, you can't just sit there and talk. That's not, that. No, nobody wants that. So then it just becomes so much more work with the editing and the promoting and the the just, you know, making sure because having a podcast, you, you have to do more than just sit and record. You have to have events and be at events and promote your podcast and get more listeners. Otherwise, nobody's going to listen and you're going to give up after 10 episodes.
2: You say you can't just sit and talk. No one can just sit and talk either. You know, there are always going to be bits where you're like, oh, what should we talk about next? I'm not sure. Unless you've taken the time to at least, at the very least, write down a number of topics that you're going to discuss. And there will be breaks in that. And unless you edit it properly, it's going to sound horrible.
3: And besides, if Steve spends all his time making wrestling podcast, when's he going to have time to stream shiny hunting? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true. Which is the most important thing. Let's be real.
0: I, I, yeah, that yeah, you know, you gotta shine hand. I think I think that's a a good point though. Like the same thing with Twitch, right? Everyone, everyone, not everyone, but some people see other Twitch content creators and they want to go. They say, "I want to play video games in front of people for a living." Um, which I think maybe is like you guys can a dystopian correct me.
1: horror story.
0: No, no, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> but like, I think the, like being a YouTuber, being a Twitch streamer is Maybe has more like more of a template to like make a living than to be a podcaster. Like we were talking about this on the break and how, uh, Al said like the really good joke transition before we did the break music would have been if I went into like a Squarespace ad or a Casper ad or a Blue Apron ad, uh, which would have been great, right? Because, uh, but we don't run ads on the show, uh, because when we did run ads we back back when we did feature team surprisingly we ran squarespace ads and at the time i was communicating directly with squarespace and now if you want to run a squarespace ad you uh, you go through an advertising company and that advertising company gives you what ads you need to read and then they track your progress and uh still to this day there's really no way to tell like i can tell you how many downloads It's super effective has but that doesn't necessarily mean the person is listening they could have just downloaded it on their on their phone and maybe not got around to listening to it now eventually like programs like iTunes will stop auto downloading if they know that the episodes haven't been played when when you're trying to be like a Twitch streamer or YouTuber you can see what other people are doing you you hear that there's revenue that comes through ads that are is pretty much automatic there's like a subscribe button that people can hit to You know, give you money on both Twitch and YouTube. There's a way for people to donate directly to you and have like a tip jar and stuff. So people see that and they go like, that's what I want to do for a living. I want to be a Twitch person. I want to be a YouTube person. And that's great. And I think if, if that is your passion and that's what you want to do, you should absolutely go for it. Um, but people don't see the work outside of that, right? They see me hit go live. They see me show up. They see me shiny hunt or, or do whatever or get, Frustrated, get, frustrated, get flustered, <laughs> get flustered get flustered that like twelve year olds keep coming into my stream and asking what I'm doing, which is fine. Uh, but you know, we kind of put on a put on a smile and answer those questions and try to make those people happy, and then they see me hit and end stream. And they don't see any of the work that goes before or after that. Like last week I streamed fifty six hours. That's more than a forty hour work week. But that does not that that was literally the time I went live. It was 56 hours I went live last week. Uh, and that does not count the hour it took me to set up to, like, prepare the stream, make sure everything is right, uh, update the title, get ready to tweet it. And that does not include, like, the hour or two afterwards, which was, like, all right, it's polite to, when you raid somebody, you hang out in their chat and you talk and you you make sure that they're set up well, especially because I'm doing this in a team effort. And then, okay, I got to look at my numbers. okay. I got to look at all the clips that people clipped because m- maybe one of those clips might do really well or if somebody couldn't see the 8-hour stream this is what I want them to see from that to maybe encourage them to go back or this is what I should tweet this is how I should set up for tomorrow like that quickly becomes a 70-80 hour work week and I think that's the same thing with podcasts except there are there are no like foundations or layers to that at least with Twitch there's a button for people to hit to give me money whether that is a subscribe or a tip and there's nothing for that with podcasts. People literally download the episode and if they want to support the podcast, they have to go out of their way to remember that the Patreon is ise.cash. They have to go to the Patreon, they have to make a Patreon account, they have to then sign up for a one of the monthly tiers. Like that's so much more work. And then on the other fa- on the other front, Twitch if will automatically run Twitch and YouTube will automatically find the ads They will automatically run the ads If you get enough views, you will automatically get paid out for those ads Uh, And there's nothing for that with podcasts I have to go and find people I have to talk to people Um, And that's all on top of what Will and Al already said Which was like, not only do you have to sit in a room and and talk And hopefully be engaging uh, But you have to then spend time to edit that And then make that sound good And then publish that And then try to promote that I don't know why I went on this rant (laughs)
1: just to to let people know why you're not doing a wrestling podcast
0: oh yeah 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 yeah. i mean i would love to i would absolutely love to but there's probably another podcast that i want to do that i feel like i can excel in that isn't wrestling but i just i just don't think it's the right time and right place but um some people podcast uh you know because they want to just talk with their friends and that's totally cool uh i'm in the position now where I'm trying to make podcast a career, so I have to look at it a little more seriously. Just like there are people who just want to stream on Twitch and they have no interest in in getting money or making money, and that's totally fine. But uh, it's I, I'm not ashamed to say that like I'm now at the point where podcasting and Twitch streaming are are paying my rent, and I have to try to increase that audience and you know be making make the best possible content that I can for you guys.
2: Yeah, things are very different when you rely on it to, you know, live.
0: Mm-hmm. We got some hate mail here. I'll give Everyone's
3: you a, favorite thing. I'll
0: always gi-
1: my
2: favorite. I'll
0: Thank give you, you for listening. I'll give you a spoiler. It's, it's like ironic hate mail, but it's, it's pretty good. It says, hey, here is some... Oh, it's titled, Your Stupid Stream. Uh, here's some constructive criticism. Number one, Pokemon? Really? Grow up and play games like Yu-Gi-Oh, you noob. Number two, your luck is just the worst. I think you just suck at games and you should quit. I mean, he's not wrong. I have really bad luck. Uh, Three, your layout is childish. Grow up and make a new new real layout. Uh, Number four, why light a candle if your viewers cannot smell it? It infuriates me. (laughs) (laughs) Until I can smell it, I think it shouldn't be lit. Uh, number five, why don't you play songs over your gameplay? The in-game music gets repetitive and annoying and I don't like it. Number six, why do you play only with one DS? Are you not talented enough to play with two at the same time? <laughs> number seven, you can't say anything right. You have a speech impediment. Maybe speaking for a living wasn't a good idea. <laughs> Man, these are just, they're all just hitting home.
3: I'm trying so hard to keep a straight face right now.
0: Number eight. Why are the Pokemon sprites from Pokemon shuffle? Isn't that shuffle? Yeah. Isn't that a child's game on mobile? Grow up and get real sprites. Uh, number nine. Why did you join Team Brave? Why were you not good enough on your own? Or did you just want to cipher off Dave's and Bob's success? <laughs> and number ten. Why do you, you have Pokemon plushies behind you? Very childish. The, that's probably why Twitch won't partner you because they think you're only for children. Grow up and get some real collectibles like action figures. Overall, 7.3. Too much cat needs more dog. Thanks for listening and I hope you get good. Your new favorite subscriber, Chaos. P.S. I hope you got the heavy sarcasm in your email. But seriously, I started watching your streams last week. And when I ran into yours, I have loved it. I cannot stop but watching you, Dave, and Bob This marathon has brought great happiness into my life, and I will miss it when you all finish. All accurate points, hey, though.
3: That, that was a piece of pure poetry.
0: That's my favorite haymail. I think it started because I was I was streaming on, what is today, Sunday? I think I was streaming on Thursday. And I was streaming for about two hours. I'm still... I'm still trying to get coughing. Yes, my luck has been terrible, and that's okay.
3: Well, you used it all at the beginning. You were it's, supposed to ration it out, I Dave. did.
0: I used it all for that cluff of egg. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody, I don't remember who, I should have, I, I could probably go back in the VOD and, and check it out, but I don't know if they were being ironic or they were being serious. It seems serious, but they, they posted this huge paragraph. Never seen them comment before, uh, but they posted this huge paragraph about how... Um, a pretty much too long didn't read said, uh, I've been following you for a couple days and I've decided that I no longer liked you. I don't like your layout. I hate that you use a tip jar. I don't think you're funny. Um, and you're not actually good at this game. Uh, so I am unfollowing you and goodbye. And I laughed and I said thank you for making my day. I'm sure there are other Pokemon streamers that are, are that will fit your needs but I, I i still can't tell and this was what sparked the whole like geez, who comes out like who just like says hey buddy i'm unfollowing you i want to make that public like if i don't like somebody i'll just close their stream and move on but um
1: yeah basically
0: but what really stood out to me was the fact that they took the time to write that and it was really funny to me and it did, it did make my day i i had a good laugh um uh, but i liked how they said i wasn't pro enough at shiny hunting which was li- literally encountering Pokemon and running away if they're not a different color.
3: <laughs> you just don't have those runaway fast enough skills yet, Steve.
0: I know. I had multiple strategies, too. I had the rock strategy. I had the, the music strategy I had the bike strategy. <laughs> I mean, I can talk to you about the strategy I'm using. I'm actually getting encounters pretty quickly. Uh, but thank you for the email, Wyatt. I do appreciate it.
3: That was delightful. You can't see the smile on my face, but it's
0: there. <laughs> this email is from Logan, Delaware. Hi, SBG and other crew members. I started listening to your podcast in the last two months. Uh, for Christmas, I got an iPod so I can listen to you guys. Uh, so I can listen to you guys. That's awesome. I didn't know they still made iPods, but congrats on your I new don't think iPod. They do. I think they still yeah. make iPod touches.
3: You can, at the very least, you can go buy the little clip iPods, I'm pretty sure, still.
1: Okay. I'll
0: i don't take think, your word for I it. I don't think they make classics anymore. Yeah, uh, mine broke. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> uh, I was wondering if you would ever be happy for a Switch Pokemon game. The thing is, I am not excited for Diamond and Pearl Remakes. Just wondering what your suggestions on the n- new Switch Pokemon games are. Sincerely, Logan. Uh, I think we. I haven't heard uh, Al's or Rochelle's opinion. I think Will and I talked about this a week or two ago, but yeah, I, would love I t-
1: said like South Africa or something.
0: Yeah, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts.
3: I want a diamond pearl remake. I'm the only one, I guess. But
0: no, no,
2: no, no. I don't. You're not the only one that wants a diamond and pearl remake, remake. Oh no, I, I meant, think the point I is think that i the only
3: one here. And by well, no, here. I, I... I actually do
2: want the Diamond and Power remake, not as the next game. I definitely do want it though, oh, because I feel yeah. like when I played um Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, I actually enjoyed it a lot more than when I've tried to play Gen Three because you know it's the old game taken and put into a modern context, and I never played Gen Three or Gen Four originally that was my you know we all most of us who you know grew up with Pokemon had a wilderness period of some sort when when it was we were too cool for Pokemon. And that was mine, Gen 3 and Gen 4. And so I never played them at the time. And so I actually look forward to properly playing through a modern version of Diamond and Pearl. But I, it's definitely not going to be the next game. I think oh. it would be after a new generation has started.
3: No, no, it would be incredibly stupid for their first Pokemon Switch game to be a Diamond and Pearl remake. I think we can all agree on that.
1: No, incorrect. We don't all agree on that. Well, but... oh, Will and
0: I have that Culver's bet. There you go. <laughs> so, just to be clear, so all the podcast listeners know, if it is Diamond and Pearl, I owe you a dinner at Culver's.
1: Well, just a hamburger. I'm not going to make you pay for the fries. I mean,
0: I'm going to get you the value basket, Will. I'm not, you know, you might as well get okay. the value.
1: For, for the educated listener, I've been uh, uh, helping Steve <laughs> out with this podcast since 2012, thousand and twelve. Uh-huh. and since 2012, Steve has told me that he will take me to Culver's. It is six years now, because <laughs> President's Day was my official starting point with PKM and Cass when I started doing Pokemon of the Week articles. At six years, it's never happened. This is why I demand Culvers. All right,
2: can I? What's what's
1: Culvers? Home of the butter burger, sir. <laughs> what's a butter burger?
3: Fast
0: food, I basically. It's just, it's just a know. it's just a burger where when they like toast the buns, they butter the buns and then toast them, and then they like put a little bit of butter on the grill. So when they the put the then they put the hamburger meat on the butter on the grill. So.
2: Oh. So it's like a, a glazed brioche burger rather than a,
1: a just a normal bun. Hey, I don't know your fancy European terms for food, but I just want the hamburger from Culver's that has been promised to me for the past six
0: years. So Al, if you've ever heard of like In and Out, that's like a very California thing. And then uh what a burger is a very uh Texas thing. Culver's was a very Wisconsin thing and now now you can kinda get culvers anywhere. I think there are a couple uh in pretty much every state, uh, Will doesn't live in a state, so that's why uh, he doesn't have Correct. one. Correct. We're not um, allowed. To I've have never fast seen a in our
1: non-state. Um, uh, this, interesting fact for all the Wisconsinites out there: I've also never had frozen custard. What? Oh, I'll take
0: you to leave. Oh, you're so full of promises. You used to
1: live across <laughs> the street from a frozen custard place. Yeah, you don't and want never got frozen You don't custard. want
0: that. You don't want that. That was not good, good. custard.
2: I have que- okay. I have more questions. <laughs> is this literally just like custard put in the freezer or is it kind of like how ice cream is cream that has been, you know, whipped while it's frozen and some extra things added in? Is it kind of like that for custard?
0: Uh what like I, what makes custard has like egg in it? I think that's the difference than ice cream. Um but the custard- I mean they're
2: very different things.
0: Yeah, the uh, the custard places in Wisconsin they, they make the custard there in front of you. There are a couple, uh, but you can go I, to I the think... store. You can go to the store and just buy custard. Uh, I I sure. think I think it's
1: like uh, almost like soft serve gelato is what Milwaukee custard comes out to be. I, I could be wrong because I've never had it. No, it's
0: it's 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 sandwich. tougher. It's 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 very thick.
2: I th- I think frozen custard seems to be very different from just like custard. Do you you know what I mean by custard?
0: Uh, I mean, I know what Milwaukee's custard is. So have you ever had a trifle? I have no clue what that is.
1: Yes, my mom usually makes it for Christmas. Peaches, ladyfingers, whipped cream.
2: Yeah, uh, no.
1: Brandy? No.
2: What's ladyfinger?
1: It's like a spongy cookie thing.
2: Well, there's sponge in a trifle, but not like... Well, I'm, I have no idea. There's custard in a trifle. So that's why I'm trying to... Anyway, I don't I don't know. Okay.
3: It's like, it's like pudding. So, yeah, allow me... No, it's not Baker like... Baker Rochelle like to help here. All
0: right, Rochelle. Regular
3: custard is kind of like a pudding. Frozen custard is like custard that's pretending to be soft serve ice cream. Ow.
2: But, but this is the thing, right? What I'm looking here is frozen custard.
3: I'm I'm sure Steve
2: is going to cut all this out, but (laughs) what I'm seeing on the screen here is there's nothing similar between this and custard. Like Custard, for one, is vanilla-flavoured, and it seems like you can get frozen custard in a variety of flavours, in which case it's not really custard. And the other thing about custard is the texture, right? So the flavour and the texture, neither of which you seem to have in frozen custard. So how is this anything to do with custard?
0: According to this article... Both ice cream and frozen custard are made with milk, cream, and sugar. The additional ingredient that gives frozen custards its creamy texture is egg yolk, which is what I suggested earlier. The real key, though, is the machine, uh, which is manufactured in Wisconsin. Ice cream is made in a batch freezer, which pumps 50% air into the ice cream mix. Soft serve, which you can get at, like, McDonald's, I'm assuming, because McDonald's is only soft serve. Uh or any product that comes out of a soft-serve machine is 80% air. A continuous mix of a custard machine only pumps 20% of air into custard, which is the result in Wisconsin-style frozen custard, the most creamy, delicious frozen dessert ever to be... Well, that last sentence is an opinion, wow. but... <laughs> okay. But that does... that That is true... Uh, Some of you guys are saying that custard is like pudding, but Wisconsin custard is very thick and dense, and that makes sense because they said they only use 20% air, whereas McDonald's soft serve is like applesauce. It's very, very not thin, but soft.
3: I mean, McDonald's is also not the pinnacle of soft serve ice cream, so... It
0: is very cheap,
3: though. (laughs) Al, I believe the answer you're looking for is that this is America and we do things that don't make sense. Yeah, I so. think
2: I think the na- I think it's just the name comes for the fact that it uses egg yolks probably because custard does have egg yolks in it. But I think that's where the similar well and milk, but I think that's where the similarities stop. But yeah. also you generally wouldn't have custard on its own. So custard tends to be an addition. So for example, you might have uh, apple pie or rhubarb crumble or something and you'd put custard on that.
0: There's a It's like a
2: pouring thing.
0: There's a place in Milwaukee called Leon's Frozen Custard. My parents used to take me there as a kid. I I don't know if it's like... Well, I'm 30 now. It existed long before I'm 30. So I don't know. If it must must have been around for 40, 50 years, if not longer. But it is apparently one of the top 10 custard places in the United States. And it is like George Bush Jr. Ju- Whatever the last president George Bush was. It was his like second favorite ice cream frozen custard restaurant of all time. Um, But it is extremely highly rated and they literally just serve custard like you. They don't even take credit card. They only take cash. You just walk up to the window. They have like six giant steel machines back there continually making custard and you can order it in a cup or a cone and that's about it. And they... They do really well, even in the winter, where it is like negative 20 degrees out, and people just, they want their frozen custard, because w- Wisconsin people are weird, and they want ice cold ice cream slash custard in, in the middle of winter, but uh, I would I would take you there, Will. That would be like, when people visit Milwaukee, and they were like, oh, I've never had custard, that's normally where I take them, is Leon's.
3: I just wanted to talk about Diamond Pearl remakes. <laughs> This was way more important. So,
0: Pokemon d- custard version and Pokemon ice cream version coming to the Nintendo Switch.
3: Perfect. Will, I will make a bet with you. And if Diamond Pearl remakes are the first game on Switch, I will bake you a batch of brownies and send them oh to you. Oh,
1: boy. Oh, boy. Uh, and
2: I'll send you a haggis. <laughs> <laughs> less exciting. I will not make that myself though because uh I don't have the time for that. Actually, no, I can't send you haggis. They're illegal in America. Oh.
0: <laughs> Excuse me.
2: Stupid America. Haggis yeah. is illegal to import into America. There you go. Today's fact of the day.
0: Very true. Mm-hmm. Alright, we'll do one more email. Uh this email is from Tyler. Hi, my name is uh I think they used like their Twitter handle here. Uh Pigmen Q, uh, and I've been listening to you guys for a, the past year, and I've been loving it. Uh, I just want to let you know that you, you and your podcast have saved me from my depression with your two funny shows. Uh, it ha- I've, I have been wondering uh, what your guys' favorite episode you've ever done is. My personal favorite person is SBJ and Will. I'm glad we are one person. Uh, and I would <laughs> like to know when there will be a new mythical, uh, Tyler. Tyler. Uh, well, first off, Tyler, I'm glad we were able to help uh, with your hard times. That does mean a lot to us. Uh, secondly, favorite show. Um, hmm, I think my mine's an easy one. I think it's the Kickstarter episode we did, uh, which was like that three-hour debate. I think we talked about it last week or whatnot. But uh, Rochelle, you've been listening for a while. Do you have a favorite episode that stands out?
3: I'm trying to think of an answer that's not going to make me sound really lame. I really, really enjoyed the original Sun and Moon coverage. I know it's not one episode, but that little mini series, I enjoyed a lot in talking about all those things that made people angry. (laughs) I liked it.
0: Okay. All right. Will, do you have a favorite episode?
1: No. I'm not going (laughs) to call out a favorite right now. Not going to do it. All right. Make Al go first. All right, Al. It's
0: all you.
2: How can someone pick? A favorite from such a plethora of quality content. But if I had to choose, it would probably be the first episode I was on.
0: All right. All right. I can see that. It's, 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 it's funny that this question came up since next week will be episode 300. And I have no clue what we're going to do for it. <laughs> I'm so unprepared. It came up so fast. Oh, man. So Wait, did you okay, say so next s-
1: week? Is this not 298?
0: This is two ninety nine. I'm pretty oh. sure. I mean,
1: so what I'm doing for Drive Check, um, it, it's a spoiler, but nobody who listens to this listens to Drive Check. Uh, it's going to be called, uh, one hundred questions for episode one hundred, and I'm going to get ten people to interview, and I will ask each of them ten questions. So you should do three hundred, three hundred questions, please. Three
3: hundred. Start writing questions now, Steve.
0: Well, I want to make sure all you guys are on the episode, but I think we're going to have some recording difficulties because of the extension of the Team Brave Marathon. Obviously, the episode will still come out on Monday, but uh, I'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get some people on. We'll get some voices on. Uh, but it, pro- it probably won't be live. Uh, I think we did 250 live, uh, which, was, which, which went really well. I remember people really liked that, and I know we did the Christmas episode live, which didn't do as well, which made sense just because people are traveling for Christmas and, you know, holidays and stuff. I think, I don't even remember what, I think it was a Saturday we did it, but uh, we'll figure out something for 300. It It should be special in its own way, but yeah, it's a pretty big milestone, 300.
1: Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my favorite episode is whichever episode I said Wilfred Brimley in his prime because that still makes me laugh, literally laugh out loud whenever I think about it. I don't even know why I said it, except I think I was referencing the movie Cocoon. But <laughs> just the <laughs> phrase Wilfred Brimley in his prime is is hilarious to me. I'll what you should p-
2: do, Steve, is you should do an eight-hour-long marathon. Of you just having a phone number that anyone can call into. That would be good
0: fun. Oh, man.
1: He did that for episode 50, except it wasn't eight hours It wasn't eight hours, no.
0: I think we've done a call-in show uh, at least three times. But also
2: live stream it.
0: Oh, man. So you can see the look on my face when I get ridiculous calls.
2: That would be so much fun.
0: That would be a probably a quick way to get banned on Twitch. That's because <laughs> I because
3: have opinions about call-in shows. Because you
0: can't control what they're about to say. At least well, in this a is why you delay book. it. Uh,
2: that's true. So like that, it's live but by, you know, fifteen minutes or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think you can auto delay Twitch up to like I think up to fifteen minutes. There you go then.
2: Because that's what they do with lots of live shows on TV. It's not actually live. It's like fifteen minutes out, so they can cut any, you know, bad
0: things.
3: It sounds like a lot of work to yeah, me. Yeah,
0: it sounds like I would need another person like screening calls or getting ready to hit like the abort button. Uh, what, well, what, well, Rochelle? I would love to hear your thoughts on call-in shows. I have, I have thoughts on <laughs> call-in shows, but I bet they're pretty similar to yours.
3: Okay, so I listen to a lot of podcasts, like more than 150 a lot. And every time any podcast ever tries to do a call-in show, it's like a train wreck. (laughs) (laughs) And I think part of it is just that, like, part of it is just that, A, you just can't control anything. You can't control what people are going to say. You can't control if people are going to for example like this is a family friendly show and you can't control if people are going to say things that are family friendly and on top of that you also have all of the all of the struggles <laughs> of communication that happen over things like this like you have people talking over each other and stuff like that etc cetera, etc cetera, that just become exponentially worse <laughs> When someone's calling you on their cell phone from somewhere and there's like 15 delays everywhere in the system and everyone's talking over each other and you can't understand anybody and the sound quality is usually not great, which I will tolerate a lot in poor sound quality from some of the podcasts I listen to, but that's highly dependent on content, <laughs> which hearing people in very poor sound quality Talk over each other. I like it in theory. It sounds like fun, but I know from other people's previous experiences that it never works in practice. Yeah. That is the short version of my thoughts.
2: I, sh- I should say I was mostly joking. It was more a reference to Steve's Twitch marathon.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's all good. It's all- I also think that those things are a lot easier when you have a smaller fan base when you have a larger fan base and you're going to have significantly more people tr- trying to call in and say things, and it can just get very chaotic very quickly. And I think that's also another weird downfall of it.
0: Yeah. Also, if I had like maybe a team of people controlling multiple yeah. a- assets of when I go live, it would be maybe a yeah, bit easier. Cause like,
3: sorry. Cause like at a radio station, or a television station when they do call-ins, there are literally a crew of people who are paid to take care of those things. Correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, but I don't think you have a crew of people working for you.
0: Uh, Nope. (laughs) I don't. Unfortunately not. The one thing you didn't mention, Rochelle, the the one thing that turns me away from call-ins or stuff like that is you always get the one, like, rambler. Yes, where they like they ask their question, but then they keep going. And as a listener of that, if it, I can't imagine what the hosts feel. Maybe they feel the same. But as a listener, I'm just like, geez, please hurry up and move on. I we get it, we understand your question. Whether it was good or not, that's up in the air. But we need, like, I've I am feeling anxious that we need to move on, and I'm just a listener in the car right now
3: yeah i think i think a huge part of it when it comes to especially podcasting and stuff is that there's a certain balance of when to stop talking and let someone else talk that's i think a little bit different for like recorded things like podcasts and radio and things that you listen to than it is for just average everyday conversation and I've just noticed in Colin shows a lot that a lot of people who call in do not know that difference in balance, and so they either they ramble or they say extremely little, and neither is fun to listen to. It feels uncomfortable, and I'm sure it feels uncomfortable to be in the conversation, and it just doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't sound fun. I agree. But talk to me on Twitter all day. <laughs>
0: But That's uh, fun. but we're happy to announce that episode three hundred will be a call in show. So, uh... <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: well, no, I'm kidding. I uh, we don't have plans cemented yet for episode three hundred, but we'll we'll do something for it. Uh, of course, if there's like breaking Pokemon news, we're absolutely going to cover that. To answer Tyler's last question here is when will there be new mythical? I think there's. <laughs> six episodes of the latest season in podcast form and they are they didn't perform as well as previous seasons which I mean there's no science to why that is I don't know if that, the the story is not enjoyable or they didn't come out fast enough except they came out pretty much weekly for six weeks in a row There are like two or three episodes left in that season and there is no, there's a cliffhanger to end that season. And Greg and I wanted to make sure that wasn't a cliffhanger, but I think so much time has passed to get the original, I want to say eight people on that season back in a situation where we could make that not a cliffhanger would be Probably incredible, incredibly difficult to do for the payoff that would be there. I'm just being honest. Where, in reality, it might be better just to leave that as a cliffhanger and then push forward into a new season, which may or may not have already been recorded. Uh, I'm not confirming or denying anything. Uh, so there is new mythical in the works. Like I said, I do want to finish that season. Uh, it originally went on hiatus because of the holiday season. Uh, we were doing It's Super Effective, I was doing more streaming. Of course, a lot of things changed when I lost my job, which was a little bit prior to this, but there was already a game plan in play for place for Mythical. I do try to schedule things out and try to keep my life organized, job or no job. But when you look at all the content that I have on my plate, streaming, this podcast, The Carve, conventions actually applying for jobs doing freelance work I do have a bunch of freelance jobs that I, I tried to keep up on and, and get paid for and do mythical quickly moves to the bottom of that list of things to do and that sucks and because I know that people really really like it but if you know the carve, for example is doing a million times better and I only have so much time in a week to do one or two things extra. Not that the carve is extra. I'm just comparing it. I have to pick the carve over mythical. And again, carve is happening regardless, just because that's a whole different market. That's just an example, but that's really what it comes down to with, with projects like that. And it sucks. And I know people watch other content creators and they do this series or they do this thing and then they give up on it and then they might circle back and come back to it later and i totally get that like by the time i circle back to it all the steam steam might be out of the the wind might be out of the sails is that the is that the saying
1: that's good enough
0: but i'm I only, i'm only one person and i only have so much time in, in in a day to to do everything that i want to do so that's what it comes down to but there will be more mythical i just don't have a solid time frame for you guys but i think that wraps up our emails
3: Uh, Before we end that email, can I say one thing? Sure. Uh, I just want to say to this fabulous listener, dude, depression sucks. And I'm glad we can help. And I hope you're doing okay. And get help if you need not just you specifically, but just anybody. Mental illness is a thing and it's important to take care of. And there's lots of resources out there for you to get help if you need it. So do that.
1: Well said. Yeah, I don't think anybody disagrees there as I pay $300 a week. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. You don't have to go to my therapist. You can go to an affordable one.
3: <laughs> right? Go to affordable. Like, there's lots of websites online <laughs> where you can find information. Like, you can go to, like, mentalhealth.gov or, like, I believe, Uh, look it up. I think the National Alliance on Mental Health has a text line that you can talk to. Yeah. You can, like, if you just like to text, you can text N-A-M-I for NAMI at seven four one seven four one, and that's a crisis helpline. They can talk to you if you need help and help you out, and there's, like, a hundred other things like that. If you stick it into your internet search of choice, and it sucks and it's hard, but you're going to be okay, and I believe in you, and I think that's important to say.
0: We will toss it over to Will. I don't have a good transition from that. Well said, uh, Damn. Conversation killer. Uh, but we will toss that. Uh, I agree with 100%, of course. Uh, we will toss that over to Will for our Pokemon of the week.
1: All right. Our Pokemon of the week this week is Coughing. I believe that's the correct pronunciation. Coughing. Uh, coughing's biology. Coughing is a spherical Pokemon filled with toxic gases. It has vacant eyes and a wide mouth that usually has two pointed teeth in the upper jaw. However, a full set of teeth has been seen in the anime. Below its face is a cream-colored skull and crossbones marking. Several geyser-like protrusions, which usually release a mustard-colored gas, cover this Pokemon's body. Its purple skin is very thin, and overinflation can cause it to explode. Coughing creates gases within its body by mixing toxins with garbage and produces more gas in higher temperatures. These gases are malodorous and cause sniffles, coughs, and teary eyes to those around it. The gases are also lighter than air, allowing coughing to hover. When agitated, it creates a more toxic gas and expels it through the holes in its body. As shown in the anime, coughing's gas can be ignited by fire or electricity. Coughing is most often found in urban areas. Uh, Considering its looks, its ability to float, and its tendency to explode, it may have been based upon a floating naval mine or living meteorite. It is also based on smog and other forms of air pollution. Coughing may also be based on the imagined fear that heavy pollution, caused by the leakage and or improper disposal of toxic and or radioactive waste, may result in the creation of new and undesirable life forms. The crossbone skull under its face is a reference to the toxic hazard symbol.
3: All right, shiny coughing. Instead of a light purple, the body is more of a grayish blue, and the smog is a purple instead of a tan.
0: That Gen 2 shiny coughing, though, looking real better. Looking real much better.
3: Yep. Blue instead of purple in Gen two. I feel like
0: the shiny Pokemon in Gen six and seven have a little less color than they did in five, four, three, two. Like not all Pokemon, but even like in Generation five, that blue coughing was more blue than it is in Gen six and seven. It's when they went from the, when they went from sprites to 3D models is what happened, I think.
1: I think what it may be is the rendering of the 3D models into a 2D uh website is what's kind of possibly ruining it.
3: I've always been a fan of subtler colors, so I'm not mad. I feel like they got a bigger color palette to work with now, and they're using different colors mm. instead of primary red and primary blue.
0: Give me that give me that primary blue. Um, some trivia Did here. Did you
1: know the uh, the Pokemon? Well, hold on. The Pokemon game that's going to be on the Switch. Uh, my uncle at Nintendo told me it's actually going to be <laughs> just in black and white and gray tones. <laughs> Radical new direction.
0: Black and white three, eh? Uh, in Heck yeah, in Pokemon Red and Blue Beta, coughing was originally known as Nye to represent represent New York's city's polluted air. So it was just NY. Uh, according to a question of a Pokemon exam, according to a question of a Pokemon exam, the characters of the anime participate in, coughing was first discovered in a public bathhouse. Is that a European thing? Uh, I
1: think it's more it's of a, a Japanese thing. They, they yeah. do communal
0: bathing in Japan. Like a spa? It was
2: a Roman, a Roman thing as well. The Romans were quite famous for their old baths. Is that just like a spa, Which means like a, quite all
0: like over a it. sauna, or is it? Yeah, but no, in bath form,
1: it's it's different. Um, it's it's basically like instead of having a, a bath and sh- isn't the name onsen? Isn't that the, the technical name in Japanese? But I believe so. It's like instead of having uh, water supply and everything because we're in ancient times to your home for a bathtub, you just have one central that everybody in the community can go to and use. So there's no, like, massages and stuff like that. It's just everybody goes to the same place to take a bath.
0: However, the Team, Rocket's expansions, the Team Rocket Expansions Coughing card states that coughing was discovered in a weapons factory. This may either be because Jesse answered the question incorrectly or due to the inconsistency between the TCG and the anime. Oh, I see. So, Jesse, on an exam, said that coughing clearly came from a bathhouse, but the TCG states that coughing was discovered in a weapons factory. Well, we don't know if Jesse was actually right about the question she took. I bet this was the same questionnaire that was also like, what is this Pokemon seen from above? It's a Jigglypuff. But I wouldn't know. Uh, coughing in Muna. Are the only Pokemon whose names are mentioned in the musical form of found in games? Muna's name is heard in Musical Charming Muna, while Coughing's Japanese name is heard in Verbank Gym's performance, Coughing. Although this was replaced with the word Pokemon in its international releases. Uh Coughing shares similarity traits to Grimer and Trubbish. All three Pokemon are pure poison type with a single evolutionary. Uh, Evolution, and roughly with the same base stat totals, they all represent pollution focusing on some state of the matter. Coughing being gas, grammar being liquid, and Trubbish being made of solids. And people say that Trubbish is unoriginal. Part of the trifecta.
1: So the next one's going to be a plasma-based poison Pokemon.
0: Hmm. So there you go. The fourth
1: state of matter.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh that's uh all we have I think for today uh episode the next episode will be episode three hundred. if you're listening to this on Monday, I will be doing a pre warm up marathon. I will still be looking for coughing, hopefully trying to get coughing as i mean I've been trying to get coughing for seven days now, but I'm at almost uh ten thousand random encounters in Pokemon Crystal have not found shining coughing yet uh I will be Doing a little pre-marathon on Monday prior to when Dave starts his uh starts the third week of the team Brave Crystal Marathon, because we hit our goals. So we're doing an extra week to try to get shiny Celebi in Pokemon Crystal, and then I will never, ever, ever play Crystal again. Um after this marathon is over. Uh so if if you want to watch and hang out, I will be streaming pretty much the entire week uh from ten AM Eastern time to six p.m. Eastern time on twitch.tv slash pkmncast Uh, and yeah if you want to support the show uh, after the credits we'll tell you how otherwise it's just ise.cash if you want to leave us a review in Apple Podcasts you can do so that helps us out we're at 930 reviews sorry 830 reviews I think we're trying to get to 900 reviews before the end of the year we have plenty of time for that Uh, Rochelle where can they find you on Twitter
3: you can find me on Twitter at Miss Delaney with two L's in the middle.
0: And L, I am
2: Mick NK, MC NK, the Pokemon that is.
0: And Will is at Washing the Sink. Also, congrats, Will, on 100 episodes of Drive Check.
1: Well, we still have two more before we get there, but thank
0: you. <laughs> uh, I am at Dragging a Lake, which some people have told me is hard to. Comprehend, D-R-A-G-G-I-N-G-A-L-A-K-E. Otherwise, pretty easy Pokemon podcast on Twitter, if you care to do so. Thank you guys so much for listening. I think that's all the house cleaning we have. But uh, this has been another episode of the Pokemon podcast, and we are...
2: Super Super Custard.
0: Mr. Yucks. Effective. super effective was created and produced by me steve black jr logo and artwork were also created by me the music at ISE was created by nicholas burgess if you enjoy ISE, consider leaving a review on apple podcast or just tell a fellow friend about the show ISE is my current job right now and i need all the support i can get to keep doing it weekly if you'd like to support ISE, you can do so on patreon you can support me by heading over to isc.cash. For as little as $2 a month, you'll gain access to our Slack community where you can battle, trade, and chat with other trainers. And for $5 a month, you'll gain access to our bonus anime podcast. A quick shout out to our producers of this show, which include Robert, Kevin, Mason, Kay, and Cygnus. Thank you all for listening.